You are listening to Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement, with your host, Randy Sutton. Hello and welcome to another episode of Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement, here on the America Out Loud Network. I'm your host, Randy Sutton. We have lots to talk about today, so let's just get right into my view from the blue, because this is where we talk about everything law enforcement. I before I get into the, all the craziness that is the, my usual my usual standard of uh, of conduct here, because almost everything that's 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 in the news about law enforcement is insane. Um, I want to I want to actually do a shout out for something positive. I know that's gonna that's unusual, but um, an incident happened that I really want to do a shout out to a group of citizens. Um, there was a, an incident in Modesto, California, just a few days ago, and um, the uh, Modesto police officer, and this is all captured on video, uh, so it was a uh, video from the store where this took place. Uh, uh, police had been called because there was a guy acting suspiciously, it looked like he was trying to get into cars in the parking lot of like a convenience store slash restaurant. Uh, he checked, couldn't find anybody cleared the call and then was called back again a second time and this time he spotted an individual match the description so he made contact with him and in the in the video you can see that it looks like a consensual stop um, there's no tension uh, it's uh, the officer is speaking to him you can't hear what's being said I don't know if there's body cam footage uh, but you can see from this video that um, the officer is uh, now about to pat him down. Well, as soon as he goes to do that, the subject attacked him, and the fight was on. And this fight was literally a fight for his life because the, the suspect uh, got hold of his gun and literally uh, broke his holster, uh, almost gaining control of the weapon. So the, the, the officer is in a fight for his life, the guy has a hold of his gun. He's trying to fight, trying to hold on to his gun, and he yells for help. Now, this is broad daylight. And much to my, um, my, my happiness, a bunch of citizens, three of them, ran over. Stopped, one stopped his car and ran out. Others came running over without a moment's hesitation and jumped right into this fight. And... I mean, it literally, th this could have cost them their lives. And yet, without hesitation, two men and a woman, um, and, and it appeared that the woman put the guy in a chokehold, which makes me kind of smile even more, um, but, but really uh, saved the day. And so I, I think that that's something that really needs to be celebrated, especially with what we've been seeing in most of the inner cities, Los Angeles, New York, where when a cop gets in trouble, they stand around and yell, and join in to, to uh, hurt the officer or uh, or the crowd, um, you know, eggs on the, the violence. So my uh, a big shout out to the citizens in Modesto for stepping up and stepping in. And uh, that's, that's what America really should be about. So um, now let's get back into my normal reporting about the insanity that is taking place all over the United States when it comes down to uh, to law enforcement. 
I was on Fox News earlier this week with uh, Neil Cavuto, and uh, the story that that I was commenting on was about the quote reform movements and defunding, et cetera, of law enforcement, and it was during uh, George Floyd's family's visit to the White House. You know, they were invited to the White House. I mean, how here the incongruity of this and the the, the absolute insult. Okay, so there, here we have George Floyd, a career criminal, armed robber, doper, who, who dies as a result of his resisting arrest and taking drugs, and his family gets paid $27 million, and they get invited to the White House. Um, what I talked about on this Fox News interview so far this year, and, and this is just just at, at the halfway mark, 40 police officers have been murdered. 40 cops have been murdered. Not to mention all the others have lost their lives in the line of duty. But 40 cops murdered. Now, every one of these officers gave their lives serving their communities, trying to enforce the laws, doing doing what they're supposed to do, as opposed to George Floyd, whose unfortunate demise has created this incredible um, backlash, um, all because of, a, of an aberration um, that, uh, and there's no doubt in my mind, that, that Chauvin did not intentionally kill uh, George Floyd. It just flies in the face of, of any common sense, but that's not the narrative. That's not what he's convicted of. But 40 officers were, were murdered in the line of duty. So it, it, please explain to me, President Biden, how you can invite invite the family of, of a thug like, like uh, George Floyd to the White House and completely not only ignore the murders of 40 police officers, but at the same time, at the same time, uh, just just two weeks ago during National Police Week, not even not even put the flags at half staff during National Police Week when that week is meant to honor law enforcement. It's just mind-boggling to me, mind-boggling. And the reality is that that the president is showing exactly what the nat- what what he wants the narrative to be, and that is. That is to support the anti-law enforcement insanity that is that is tearing this country apart, leading to death and destruction and cities burning, and um, and and I, I wish I could say that I saw something better on the horizon, but I don't. Um, all I see is more and more of the same. So when I when I think of of politics and the way that the politicians are dealing with these issues. The way I, what I'm seeing is, um, and this is what I said on Fox News, that the left's attacks on law enforcement are not about, nothing, they say the word reform, they they pontificate police reform, police reform, police accountability, police reform. They don't want reform. They, they don't want reform. That's, that's the last thing they really want. In fact, there is no need for police reform. There's a need for police improvement, just like any other. Um, profession. There's always a need for improvement. But what the left really wants, and this is their entire strategy, 
I call it the triple D strategy of the left. I'm going to apologize to Guy Fieri right now from, from triple D, but the triple D of the left in their assault on law enforcement, it's defunding, dehumanizing, and demoralizing the police. That is their strategy. And unfortunately, it's working. Because what we're seeing around the country is in, in places like Minneapolis, or in St. Louis, in Kansas City, there is actually movement afoot by elected officials to defund the police. It's, it's mind-boggling. Amid these historic crime waves of, of horrible violence, we see, we see the people that are elected to protect the people of their communities do just the opposite. And it's all about defunding, dehumanizing, and demoralizing the police. So what's the, what's the, uh, what's the end game here? The end game is to follow Black Lives Matter initial strategy. This is what they, they came out with when they first came out um, as an organization, and that is the destruction of the criminal justice system in America. They make no bones about it. And, and as radical and as nuts as that is, you've got the woke politicians, you've got a complicit media, you've got Hollywood, you've got sports figures, all saying, yeah, that's a great idea. And then you have, in Congress, you have co Congress jumping on the bandwagon here. And, you know, here's the, here's the, the reality is, is the adults have left the room here. This, this should be such a no-brainer with the, with, with the political leadership saying it's, it's insane to defund the police. Who is going to, who's going to investigate the crimes? And you know what was funny? During, uh, during this George Floyd um, time when the, when the family was visiting, a news, a news uh, media reporter was at George Floyd Square. Now, in case you don't know, in Minneapolis... There's this whole little area in the middle of Minneapolis that has now been designated George Floyd Plaza or some something. But here's the thing: no cops are allowed. Yeah, somehow the police department has been has been um, uh, 86th out of this area and and aren't allowed to aren't allowed to patrol the area or respond. It's uh, can you imagine this in a Major American city. The police are told you can't go by their by the same people who elect who are the elected officials. They're being told uh, you can't go in there. So anyway, this is this is the perfect example. So here's this TV reporter. They're talking about George Floyd. You know the you know the all of the uh, stuff around George Floyd death, and suddenly it sounds like a war zone because somebody. Got in a gunfight right in right where they were standing, and bullets were zinging around, and it scared the living hell out of people. And here's the the and the beauty of it: no police, because the police aren't allowed. It is the most absurd insanity I can't even imagine. And I mean, this was a, an incredible moment where where it was on television, the, the the rounds going off. It literally sounded like Beirut. And um, and no cops to be found, and, and 
a couple people were were uh, uh, seriously injured by the bullets, but because the police aren't allowed there, they just found them at the hospital uh, where somebody, some citizen, dropped them off because there's no city services there. Can you imagine living or being a business person in this area and you don't have any police protection? And, and they're, they're begging for it. They're begging. The people who live there and who work there are begging for the city to do something. And Fry, that, that goofball mayor, and the idiots on the city council, even though there's been a poll that's from the, the people in, in Minneapolis that they want their police back, um, they're doing just the opposite. They're still moving forward with trying to... Trying to, to 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 absolutely do away with the police. What what are you going to do with no cops? I almost like it to happen just so it can be the social experiment of the year where it looks like the purge and and all you ha- have is a, is a body count that that lines up. So you know the uh, three children three children were were shot. Um, uh, some were killed. Uh, during during just a couple days in Minneapolis, and yet there is no, I don't understand why those Black Lives don't matter to to Black Lives Matter. Why is why why are the the thugs who are killing all of these children and and these and these folks in these inner cities who are predominantly black? Why are they getting a pass? I'm not getting it. Oh wait, wait a minute. Yes, I am. It's the triple D's. Yep, yep. Defunding, demoralizing, dehumanizing the police for their own political agendas. That's what we're seeing. That is exactly what we're seeing. The the saga continues in Minneapolis and other cities. I had a conversation the other day with a retired officer named Pete James. And Pete owns a company called OfficerPrivacy.com. I got to tell you, he opened my eyes to something I had no idea about and that is how easy it is to find people on the internet and and actually use that information to locate them physically their homes the the vehicles that they drive their their families and man i gotta tell you it's frightening and the the way in the current environment where officer safety is so important pete's company officerprivacy.com is a way to absolutely eradicate that threat from the internet what his company does is they find all of these websites which give your personal information out there and they remove it for you and it's it's something that is i really did not know how prevalent it is go to officerprivacy.com and read about it and i i think for the peace of mind that it will give you it's something you really ought to consider. Pete's a great guy. He's really, really passionate about uh, helping uh, law enforcement officers and their families. And it's it's inexpensive. It is really worth it to take a look. Go to officerprivacy.com. And by the way, you don't have to be a law enforcement officer to want to take advantage of this. With all the freaks out there, do you really want to be able to be tracked down by some of these, you know, you know who I'm talking about. So go check it out, officerprivacy.com. Hi, this is Randy Sutton, the host of Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement on the America Out Loud Network. And 
everybody is shopping online now, right? Everybody is is going and getting their wares because it's convenient, it's easier. But here's the problem. I don't like giving my money to companies that simply don't go along with the values that I believe are important. I value patriotism. I value love of country. I value our police. I value our army and our navy and our military. I believe that these are really important values. And unfortunately, a lot of the big players in online shopping, they don't. They Instead, they, they promote a bunch of, of, of activists that, that truly do not even like our country. I don't like it. So... But, you know, what else are you going to do? There's pretty much just been one game in town. Well, that's changing right now. That's changing because now there is ShopToTheRight.com. Now, ShopToTheRight.com is a new endeavor, but it is it is gaining traction. For shopping online and putting your, your wares online, if you are a business, and and looking for customers that care about the country, they care about patriotism, care about values that the most of us uh, do share. And, and, and it really comes down to this. Do you want to give your money to companies that promote organizations that actually sometimes even call for the overthrow of our nation? Not me. I don't want to. Well, I never had much of a choice, but now we do. ShopToTheRight.com. you got to check it out. Whether you are shopping or you are selling. And you're a company. Check it out. Shoptotheright.com. Tell them Randy sent you. I want you to mark off on your calendars an amazing event. I talked to you about it before. We had a couple false starts because of the COVID insanity. But the Brothers in Blue Bash is happening. It is happening October 30th here in Las Vegas at the amazing Ahern Hotel. Now, let me tell you a little bit about it. The Brothers of Blue Bash is the largest celebration of law enforcement, unity, and pride in America. This is going to be a memorable night. It's going to have awards for uh, some amazing people. It's going to have music. It's going to have food. It's going to have entertainment. It's going to be a, it's going to be a night to remember. And it is all going to benefit the Wounded Blue, the National Assistance and Support Organization for Injured and Disabled Officers. So this is going to be, uh, there's going to be a lot of stuff happening. There's going to be a live auction. There's going to be a silent auction. There's going to be raffles. There's going to be some great guns getting raffled off. And, um, and we're going to have a hell of a lot of fun. At the Ahern Hotel. Now, how do you get your tickets? Let's, the tickets are cheap. 95 bucks a person. Uh, you can get a table for, I think it's $9.50. Uh, go, to, go to Facebook, The Brothers in Blue Bash, and reserve your tables now. It's already half sold out. So you want to get your tables. You want to be there. Uh, the Ahern Hotel is given a special discount rate. Of, it's like 100 bucks a night. This is a phenomenal hotel. And you don't want to miss this. So go to the Brothers in Blue Bash on Facebook or go to the the uh, website at thewoundedblue.org and get your tickets. And I will be there. I look forward to seeing you there. It's for cops. It's for former cops. It's for anybody that supports law enforcement. Be there. 
largest celebration of law enforcement unity and pride in America, the Brothers in Blue Bash. See you then, October 30th. Today, America stands at the crossroads of history. Our actions will determine the fate of our nation. Well, that journey starts here and starts now. We invite you to join us in making the ultimate difference. Subscribe to our podcast and newsletters. Turn notifications on and stay in the know. You'll find all that back at AmericaOutloud.com. Liberty and justice for all. Because of COVID-19, the average American worries about their immune health four times a day. That's 112 times per year. To minimize the worries, leading nutritional supplement company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost, an immune supplement that contains 15 full doses of science-backed nutrients like vitamin C, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea, all in a one-a-day pill-free gel pack. It tastes great, is convenient on the go, and it's more natural too, without chemical binders, fillers, and coatings. Supporting a strong and resilient immune system can be simple. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of Immune Super Boost. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Chicago unveils foot pursuit policy following police shootings. Among its rules, the new policy bans pursuits for minor traffic violations and bars officers from separating from their partners if they can't see the suspect. This is another perfect example of the tail wagging the dog in Chicago and other cities. This is this now. Why did this happen? Why are suddenly is, is this foot pursuit policy? Well, it's the typical knee-jerk political reaction to a, a shooting that took place with an armed suspect after a foot pursuit. Police killed a guy. Had a gun. Okay, that that happens. So what is what does the the city of Chicago do? That racist mayor, the one who refuses to give. To, to talk to any white reporters, and then and then says that she she wears the the um, no confidence vote that the city police department did about her. She wears it with pride, yeah. And and same thing with the uh, superintendent of police. The the entire department, the FOP Fraternal Order of Police, came out with a no confidence vote against him. So. These two goofballs, along with whoever else is pulling the, the puppeteer strings in Chicago, comes out with this idiotic policy, which what in essence does exactly what what Black Lives Matter wants. It 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 forces depolicing. They don't want accountability for people who commit crimes. I can't tell you the number of crimes that have been solved from a minor traffic offense. And now what, what in some places what they're doing is they're just telling the cops, you can't make car stops for, quote, minor offenses, unquote. That's a, they're just a blanket statement and policies 
because some of these chiefs have no guts whatsoever. They come up with these policies like this. But this, now we had, this is a, a foot pursuit policy. You know, cops have been chasing bad guys down the street since there were cops and there were bad guys, which means, like, forever. And so now they, they went, and what they, the whole idea of putting this policy together is because if the officer doesn't follow the policy, say they actually want to be a cop, and they see a guy in the middle of the night in a neighborhood that, that it, they're, they're seeing him cruising real slow, and he doesn't have a taillight. So they use that as the, as the probable cause for, for making a car stop. That's called proactive policing. This is where crimes are actually solved. So they make the car stop, and the guy bails and runs. Now, if, if, since it's a minor violation, if they pursue him, then they can prosecute the officer. They can, they can bring charges against him for department policy. And God help it if they, if they actually get in a shooting with this suspect. Now they're going to prosecute the officer because he didn't follow policy. It is absolutely stunning to see the, the irresponsibility here. The political, the, the, the way that politics has now um, created policy for the police. Politics has no place in policing, and yet it is the dominant force in policing today. And what we are seeing as a result is we're seeing um, a, a brand new criminal class that is, that is becoming more and more emboldened and, less, and facing less and less accountability. Chicago is nuts. Chicago's nuts. You, you, they have, it's, they call it Chirac for a reason. Um, the, the murder rate, the shooting rate, I think last weekend they had 47, 47 shootings and, I don't know, eight homicides, eight murders. And, and what, who they blame? they blame? They blame the police. And at the same time, they water down the laws. They water down the policies that actually lead to the capture of, of these armed thugs and armed criminals. And they, uh, and they turn it around. They make doing any police work absolutely impossible to do or creating such um, a threatening environment for the officers that they'll do nothing. That's what they want. They literally, the city political leadership literally wants the police to do nothing. They really don't want the police at all. But if you can't get rid of the police, which, is, of course, is, you know, the dumbest idea in the face of the planet, what, what do you do? Well, you, you, you emasculate them. You, you create an environment where they can't do any policing. So basically, you're getting what you want. It's just doing an end run. You just make, it, make the job so impossible to do by uh, draconian policies like, like this, this ridiculous foot pursuit policy. It's, it's mind-boggling. So, so in Chicago, now, this is just the latest. This, this latest insanity. Um, we've been watching what's been taking place in Chicago for years now. At the same time, you, hear, you have the liberal left screaming for gun control. That's the phrase. That's the catchphrase, the buzzword. Gun control. Gun control. You have the same... The same 
people not prosecuting people the criminals who are using guns. It, it's you. You look at them and you go, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Hold hold the phone here." You you don't want to actually enforce the laws that exist, but you want to create more laws that will, in essence, limit legitimate people's rights to have guns. So you criminalize decent people, and at the same time, you decriminalize the 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 thugs and the and the murderers and the uh, rapists and the assaulters who are literally walking away with murder i've never i've never heard of murderers getting home arrest uh, but in chicago that's actually happening the district attorney who is another lulu I keep on waiting for her to get, I know she's been under investigation, I keep on waiting for the for the DOJ to, well, it actually won't happen under Biden, but if they were really an honest DOJ, go after her, Kim Fox, for all her dis, indiscretions, I should say. Um, but what they're doing is they're, they're the ones that are um, creating the environment that is basically, it's like, it's like fertilizing a field so that you can grow better crops. They're fertilizing crime with their with their insane policies, procedures, and laws, and the and the methodology that they enforce those laws. The uh, the the ga- gangs. Well, let's talk. Let's talk about it. almost every one of these shootings is gang related, right? They're, they got tens of thousands of known gang members in Chicago. They got a, they got the worst violent street gangs in the in the country. Well, you know what was what was just decided? Oh, I'm going to say maybe a, a year ago now. Um, the the policy uh, it's not the policy, but the part of the procedures of the Chicago Police Department was to maintain. A gang member database. Almost every police department that uh, that deals with gangs has a gang database. Of course you do, because that's only an intelligent thing to do. You take the technology that's out there and you utilize it in order to identify criminals. And and make no bones about it, street gangs are criminals. That's what they exist for to sell dope, human trafficking, armed robbery. Rape, you name it, they that's their stock and trade. So what is Chicago, the, the mayor and the, and the city council, they, they force the closure of the gang database saying that it's racist. Yeah. This is, it's, in the buzzword bingo of, of policing today, it's um, uh, it, it, the words racist, um, de-escalation, oh, that's part of the buzzword bingo. Defunding, that's another part of the buzzword bingo, and and it's 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 almost mind-boggling to see this taking place and go, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on a second, how is this humanly possible? And yet it's one more absurd decision after another. Now, why we're talking about Black Lives Matter because this blew my mind. Now, we. 
we've been watching for years now the power of Black Lives Matter being um, uh, growing at exponential levels, the influence. And, what, and what's amazing to me is Black Lives Matter is an avowed Marxist organization that has as its mission the destruction of the criminal justice system in America, which means the overthrow of America. This is, it, it is as racist as racist could be. It's a racist hate group, and it has been given legitimacy by the President of the United States and, and politicians all over the country and these woke um, Hollywood elites, media people, uh, corporations are now, are now jumping on the bandwagon to send them money, and they're, they're getting sent millions and millions and millions of dollars in order to foment hate and, and, their, and their goal of destroying the criminal justice system in America. Now, there's no doubt in, in anybody's mind that I know that, that Black Lives Matter is a racist hate group, but this is the headline that just came out. Biden State Department signals support for Black Lives Matter to be f flag to be flown at U.S. embassies. The memo allows U.S. diplomats to fly the Black Lives Matter flag outside of embassies. Now, this was, a, this was a memo that was leaked, and when confronted with it, they, did, they tried to avoid any talking about it, but this apparently is, uh, is, is true. Can you imagine, can you just imagine the, the message that this sends out to every cop in America? This is the same president that refused to acknowledge lowering the flag for honoring the lives of, of, of hundreds of officers who have died in the line of duty. This is the same president who, during his, his address uh, uh, concerning the sacrifice of law enforcement, blamed it on the cops. He is, he is if he's not the most anti-police president, he's, a, he's running a damn close second to Obama. But even, even Obama showed a, a little bit of respect for the cops. A little bit, sometimes. Although pretty much everything that, that we see today was germinated originally under the, under the uh, Obama-Biden administration. And now we're seeing you know, Obama 2.2 that's uh, masquerading as, as the new president of the United States, Joe Biden. So the State Department um, says it's okay for the, the embassies to hoist the Black Lives Matter flag. Um, stunning, stunning. I, it, it seems like every day I open the news reports, in which I, of course, scour them every day looking for stories to bring you. And I don't have any trouble finding stories, do I? So now, at the same, so as I talk about the war on cops, and I talk about how it's not just the physical war where where police officers are being targeted for assassination, uh, they're being targeted. Um, just uh, last week in New York City, I'm sorry, in, in New York State, a police sergeant was standing at a construction site, 
And this guy came up behind him for absolutely no reason whatsoever and started stabbing him in the head. Yeah, just stabbing him in the head. Luckily, he, he lived. Luckily, there were some construction workers that were in the area and, and came in and rescued him. Um, an unprovoked attack. This is happening more and more and more and more. And while this takes place, you have the Senate just confirming as the Department of Justice civil rights leader, Kristen Clark, who has said nothing but anti-law enforcement hate speech um, for years. She's an avowed activist against law enforcement. And she is the one that's now being given carte blanche to investigate police departments all over the country. God help us. And the Senate confirms this, this, this woman? Where is, the, where is the integrity? Where is the legitimacy? I guess under this administration it, doesn't, it just simply doesn't exist. But this is another part of the war on cops. These poor men and women out there simply trying to survive and do the job to the best of their abilities, and all they get is more and more insanity being directed towards them. Now, it's not happening everywhere because there's still a couple governors that actually got some guts and some common sense, like in Texas. Texas governor vows to sign a bill that would make it harder to defund police. I gotta love this guy. Um, Greg Abbott has been a strong supporter of law enforcement all the time. And what they're looking to do is because they have, although most of the cities in, in Texas are generally conservative and, 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 and law enforcement respectful, city of Austin, that's the liberal area in, in Texas. And they have seen defunding of the police. They've, they had not hired in years. And just the other day, um, there was a, a shooting that took place. And they didn't have enough cops to answer the call for 14 minutes. There's a man bleeding on the sidewalk. And they don't have anybody because these idiots that are running the city fail to give the police the resources they need to do the job. And, and the, you know, the, what really angers me is there is no accountability for politicians. They demand accountability about the police, but there is no accountability for these for these uh, p political hacks who abuse their power and authority by um, taking their own their own visions of uh, of activism and turning them against law enforcement. Uh, and who and who suffers? Well, cops are suffering, of course, but. In, at the end of the, of the day, it's that, it's that person who was laying on the sidewalk with a bullet wound that, didn't, that couldn't get the services that they deserve from a police response. So Governor Abbott is putting all kinds of mechanisms in place that will punish a city for, uh, for, for creating an environment where they are defunding. And I'm and I'm happy to see that all the uh, I believe that's also happening in Florida. The, there's two governors, DeSantis in Florida and Greg Abbott in Texas, who are the strongest law enforcement supported supporting governors I think in America. And I just wish that that they would they would be 
they would not be the uh, exception, that they would be the rule. But unfortunately, that is not the case. And this is what we're seeing time and time again. So yeah, I'm going to do a little shout out to the governor of Texas saying thanks. I appreciate that. Um, so as, as the insanity continues, um, a, a headline jumped out at me, which demonstrates what's been happening around the country when it comes down to prosecuting criminals. And in San Francisco, one of the worst district attorneys on the face of the planet is uh, Chesa Bowden. His, both his parents were murdering scumbags who uh, served, uh, one is still, still in prison, for, for murdering uh, uh, terrorism-related crimes where they killed uh, people in, in, in their activism of politics, um, trying to overthrow, you know, as, as terrorists. So Chesa Bowden gets elected by the idiots who, uh, who actually go and vote in San Francisco. They, they make him the district attorney. First thing he does is he says, I'm not, I'm not going to prosecute, like, you know, almost every crime that exists. So it, here's, a, here's a little headline which will uh, expose exactly what he is. District attorney drops charges against teen who beat 75-year-old woman in carjacking despite overwhelming proof. San Francisco district attorney, Chesa Bowden's office, said it has dropped charges against one of the several suspects caught on camera attempting to carjack a 75-year-old woman in March, um, despite overwhelming proof of the suspect's guilt. Multiple female suspects could be seen grabbing the elderly woman by her hair and beating her, and, it, and, and, and a good Samaritan was able to help rescue her. And this good Samaritan came forward, gave the police the information that they needed. They made the arrest. It, it's on camera. And Bowden, they beat this woman mercilessly. And Bowden just drops the charges and then says, well, I can't even discuss it because it's a juvenile. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. No one is being held accountable for crimes. The only people that are being held accountable are the police for policing. It is stunning how insane what is going on around the country is being accepted by the people. We've got we've to ease on down the road. I really appreciate you taking the time to join me here at Blue Labs Radio, the voice of American law enforcement. And I urge you to go to thewoundedblue.org. That's thewoundedblue.org. And support the organization that helps injured and disabled officers across the United States. If you want to find me, you can find me on Facebook at The Voice of American Law Enforcement. Feel free to message me there. And I hope you like the show. I'd love to have your feedback. Hit me up at The Voice of American Law Enforcement on Facebook. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep can be infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's digital age makes it even harder. You're not alone with this struggle. Poor sleep affects over 70% of Americans. Even the Centers for Disease Control label insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. To take back your sleep, Healthy Cell has created REM Sleep, the only sleep supplement made to support all four stages of human sleep with calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support delivered in a patent-pending, pill-free, ultra-absorption microgel formula that tastes great. Fall asleep, stay asleep. 
sleep deeply, and wake up refreshed with Healthy Cells REM Sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. I got a message for all my active duty law enforcement officers and also uh, my CCW permit holders out there. Um, I just found a new product. Now, this is unsolicited. I'm just, I'm going to put this out because I got hold of something called a sticky holster. I've been, I've, I've been carrying my weapon, my off-duty weapon or my, my uh, revolver or my semi-automatic, depends on what the mood I'm in, in my pocket for years because I haven't found a holster that's concealable enough and is comfortable enough. So a friend of mine told me about sticky holsters. So I reached out to sticky holsters and much to my happiness, it turned out that the, that the owner uh, has been following this program and is also a supporter of the Wounded Blue. So he sent me a couple of holsters and I've been using them regularly now. So I just want to tell you people that if you carry a weapon Go to stickyholsters.com. That's stickyholsters.com. See what they got because this is the best holster for, for uh, off-duty that I've ever seen. Check it out, stickyholsters.com. And a big thanks to them. This is a message to all my active-duty officers who are thinking about retiring. And you're going to love me because I'm going to save you tens of thousands of dollars in the future. Does that sound like a crazy promise? All right, we all know about insurance. Now, when a, when a police officer retires, they usually retire in their you know early fifties, and they can't get onto Social Security and and collect on Medicare until they're in their sixties, right? So, what do you do for insurance between health insurance? I'm talking about between that time. I know what happened to me. When I retired, I got thrown off of my, my plan because I was now a retired cop. And I had to go off on my own or the department allowed me to use their insurance. But I was paying, I'm not kidding you, damn close to $1,000 a month. I still am. $1,000 a month. And I had no choice because that, that was there were no other options out there, right? Well, yes, there is a new option. You are going to love this. It's thinbluelinebenefits.com. This is real deal, no-nonsense health insurance, really premium plan, and I can tell you right now that if I, and I check this out, if I could have gone on to this insurance plan when I retired, I would have saved myself close to $50,000 over my retirement period since I've been retired. So listen. If you are worried about insurance, and you should be because it's crazy out there, you need to go to thinbluelinebenefits.com. This is this is really good quality health insurance. They're all over the nation. They really care about their cops. And you do not want to miss this possible opportunity. I can tell you right now, just this week, uh, an individual who I recommended was able to retire, was able to retire because of getting insurance through thinbluelinebenefits.com. Check it out. You don't want to miss this. Just tell them Randy sent you. I want to tell you about an organization 
that I'm going to ask you to support. It's called The Wounded Blue, and you can see it at thewoundedblue.org. They are the National Assistance and Support Organization for Injured and Disabled Law Enforcement Officers. Now, by uh, I have to tell you the truth, and that is that I am the founder of that organization and the national director. What do they do? They provide peer support for injured and disabled officers all over the United States. They have a team of dedicated police officers, all who have been shot or stabbed or beaten or run over or faced psychological trauma, and they know exactly what these men and women are going through today. It's free, of course, because this is a national nonprofit charitable organization. They don't take any fees. Nobody makes any money on this deal. This is just about helping those men and women who have sacrificed so much for their communities and their country. Check it out at thewoundedblue.org. Your support is is really needed. These men and women uh, have been abused in ways you can't even imagine. In fact, if you got a moment, go to Amazon.com and look at our documentary film called The Wounded Blue, Service, Sacrifice, Betrayed. You will be shocked. Check it out, thewoundedblue.org, and support these men and women. Thank you. Hello, America. This is Del Wilbur inviting you to take a two-minute stroll through history with me on America Out Loud. July 31, 1975, James Riddle Hoffa, one of the most influential American labor leaders of the 20th century, is officially reported missing after he failed to return home from the previous night. Though he is popularly believed to have been a victim of a mob hit, conclusive evidence was never found and Hoffa's fate remains a mystery. Hoffa became president of the Teamsters in 1957 when its former leader was imprisoned for bribery. As chief, Hoffa was lauded for his tireless work to expand the union and for his unflagging devotion to even the organization's least powerful members. His caring and approachability were captured in one of the more well-known quotes attributed to him. You got a problem? Call me. Just pick up the phone. Hoffa's dedication to the worker and his electrifying public speeches made him wildly popular, both among his fellow workers and the politicians and businessmen with whom he negotiated. Yet, for all the battles he fought and won on behalf of American drivers, he also had a dark side. In Hoffa's time, many Teamster leaders partnered with the Mafia in racketeering, extortion, and embezzlement. Hoffa himself had a relationship with high-ranking mobsters and was the target of several government investigations throughout the 1960s. In 1967, he was convicted of bribery and sentenced to 13 years in prison. Richard Nixon commuted his sentence in 1971, and he was poised to make a comeback when he disappeared on the afternoon of July 30, 1975, from the parking lot of a restaurant in Detroit. Several conspiracy theories have been floated about Hoffa's disappearance and the location of his remains, but the truth remains unknown. This is Del Wilmer, and this has been a two-minute stroll through history on America Out Loud. End of Watch with Randy Sutton. Each week here on Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement, 
We pay our respects to the men and women of the profession who have made the ultimate sacrifice and given their lives in the line of duty. This week I have more names to add to that list. The first is Police Officer Scotty Triplett of the Memphis Police Department in Tennessee. Police Officer Scotty Triplett was killed in a motorcycle crash while he and other officers performed an escort along Hickory Road at about 4.45 p.m. He was traveling northbound when an oncoming car disregarded his emergency equipment and turned left in front of him at the intersection, causing a collision. Officer Triplett was transported to a local hospital where he succumbed to his injuries. Officer Triplett has served with the Memphis Police for 27 years. Officer Scotty Triplett, Memphis Police Department, Tennessee. End of watch, Saturday, May 22nd, 2021. Next is Conservation Officer Sarah Grell of the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources Enforcement Division, Minnesota. Conservation Officer Sarah Grill was killed in a vehicle crash at the intersection of County Road 336 and County Road 57 in Asaka County at about 8.30 a.m. Her department vehicle was struck on the passenger side by a tractor trailer. Officer Grell had served with the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources for 16 years. She is survived by her husband and three children. Conservation Officer Sarah Grell, Minnesota Police Department, uh, Natural Resources Enforcement Division, Minnesota. End of watch, uh, Monday, May 24th, 2021. Detective Stephen Arnold, Jefferson Parish uh, Sheriff's Office, Louisiana. Detective Stephen Arnold succumbed to gunshot wounds sustained on January 26, 2016, while serving a search warrant and arrest warrant in the 3500 block of Douglas Street in New Orleans. He and other members of a DEA task force had knocked on the home's door and announced themselves, but did not receive a response. As they forced entry into the home, the wanted subject opened fire from within, striking Detective Arnold five times. The man was taken into custody and pleaded guilty to federal charges as a result of the narcotics investigation and the shooting of Detective Arnold. He remained in a coma until passing away from his wounds on May 23, 2021. Detective Stephen Arnold, Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office, Louisiana. End of Watch Sunday, May 23, 2021. Detention Services Officer Michael Wall, Los Angeles County Probation Department, California. Detention Services Officer Michael Wall suffered a fatal heart attack shortly after restraining a juvenile offender who had led a mob assault on another juvenile offender at the Central Juvenile Jail on East Lake Avenue in Los Angeles. The attack occurred inside of a classroom. Two of the offenders then ran into a field in front of the facility. Officer Wall and another officer pursued the juveniles into the field and restrained one of them. Officer Wall suddenly collapsed into the arms of another officer who immediately began CPR. Officer Wall was transported to a local hospital where he passed away during emergency surgery. Officer Wall served the Los Angeles County Probation Department for 14 years. Detention Services Officer Michael Wall, Los Angeles County Probation Department, California. End of watch, Friday, April 30th, 2021. Each of these officers gave their lives serving their community and their country. May they rest in peace. Well, thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement here on the America Out Loud Network. I really do appreciate you tuning in. Now, you can find me at Facebook under the voice of American law enforcement, and I really do welcome your comments and your suggestions. 
And also, I ask you to support the organization that does so much for our injured and disabled officers, thewoundedblue.org. Check them out at thewoundedblue.org. And uh, once again, I will see you again next week where we will once again talk about all things law enforcement here at Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement. It's Randy Sutton signing off. 